Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome in to another great edition of the Sports Show presented by Impact Media. I am Jeremy, the Impact York. Thanks to all the amazing places like Blog Talk Radio and you guys that and uh, Launchpad, Spotify, all the places you can find our podcast. Well, a little later than usual, but hey, things happen. We do our best to uh, make sure that the next few shows are, are, are a little better on time. But we're going to try to get through this real quick. Uh, I'm going to talk about college to start with because it's going to be kicking off in a handful of minutes. And I want to get it in before it actually starts. Uh, I'm going to start with GSU. Uh, Georgia State was supposed to travel to the University of Charlotte. Today, that game was postponed. It's postponed. Um, there was uh, a couple coronavirus things that pop up, popped up, and uh, just to err on the side of caution, they just postponed this game. It's a non-conference game anyway, so outside of just the lack of playing an extra game, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this game gets replayed. I'm not sure when they would, but that game was postponed, and this coming off Georgia State's overtime loss to Louisiana last week where they looked they looked really good. They looked really good. You had Quad Brown. I'm not sure why he's called Quad. I, I'm curious about that. If somebody wants to let me know about that. Uh, Quad Brown. Uh, Cornelius is his uh, actual first name or actual uh, Cornelius Brown. He come out. He was throwing the ball. He was, he was uh, active and mobile the way he needed to be. This same Louisiana team that knocked off ranked Iowa State the week before and become ranked themselves. Uh, I was really looking forward to see what GSU was going to do versus Charlotte. Uh, I think the run game is one thing I would like to see them work on a little bit more. And um, maybe, maybe a little more of a pass rush. Those are the only two things uh, I, was, I was pretty – Pretty excited about uh, just the overall performance. But, you know, that being said, that game was postponed. I wanted to let you guys know of that. I did put a different game on here as far as my picks. I'm going to get into those. I'm going to go ahead and do those picks, and then I will do my NFL picks. We'll talk NFL from there. We'll talk about some other things. Well, no, we'll stay with college. 
Let me stay with college before I do that. No real game plan today. Uh, I did want to update before we get into those, like I said. That the Big Ten, four weeks from now, is going to start playing. They're going to play about an eight-game schedule, I believe. Basically, uh, right around Halloween is is uh, what they're looking at as a kickoff. Of course, the SEC starts today. They join the ACC, the Sun Belt, the, the AAC still playing, the ACC, let's see, SEC, S ACC, Sun Belt, Big 12, probably. Uh, the SEC starts up today. Yes, we will talk about, about a couple of those games. Uh, Big 10 coming up. Pac-12 is saying uh, early November they're going to play about a seven-game schedule. This is what I think the reasoning behind that is. The money that is generated, I think a lot of it is the money. The opportunity, sure, for a lot of these kids to showcase things that will help them out further on, not just the ones that go to the NFL. No, the ones that, that show, you know, the tenacity and, and the effort and the, the the willingness to take a risk and, and things like that. I, I, you know, the things they can build on, sure. But I think this comes down to the money generated from college football in for a lot of these universities helps power not only parts of the university, but other programs. A lot of college programs. Or don't make a lot of money. I'm not going to name them. You guys know what they are. And it's not just the lower ones. I mean, some. I didn't. I know it said I wasn't going to do. Going to name it, but uh, in in some cases, Division One basketball uh, breaks even or uh, uh, barely turns a profit. But the money generated from football helps power things. Like I said, uh, scholarships helps power just um, taking care of certain expenses that otherwise would make things difficult. So even a seven-game schedule with the TV money and, and the other things that will kick in, <coughs> you know, should help keep a lot of these programs where they won't shut down the other parts of the programs. Um, and it's not just the sports ones. It could be uh, research facilities. It could be other things on campus. So I think a lot of it is business. So... Business for our entertainment, basically, is the way to put that. But all of them are going to fire up. They're going to play. And should be good. Let's get into my college picks. I can only circle around for the other ones. College picks. Um, I'm going to tell you. Number 23, Kentucky, is going to Auburn to take on the Tigers. The Tigers are ranked number eight. Can't really base – I mean, rankings are rankings, but you can't really base much. Uh, let's see, what is the – do we have a spread for that game? Auburn is favored by six and a half. Well, you get about three, three and a half for being at home. So they're saying Auburn by a field goal. Give me the upset. Give me Kentucky. I don't know why. The three points is not a lot. 
not a lot at all. So give me Kentucky to pull off that win. That is a SEC Network game. Kicks off at 12 noon on Saturday. Next game I want to talk about, number 24, Louisville. We'll travel to Pittsburgh to take on the, was it Panthers? Pitt Panthers? Anyway, it's on Pittsburgh, who is the number 21 ranked. Well, Pittsburgh is a three-point favorite. That means it is a pick em. It is a even money game, or not even money, but it is an even spread game, basically. Like I said, you usually get about three or four points for being at home. Pittsburgh's getting their three points for being at home. I'm going to say Pittsburgh wins at home. Uh, next game I want to talk about, or I want to pick. Let me find it. It's a little bit later on game. There it is. The one and know Troy Trojans. It's the 10-15 game. It's the late game tonight. Are going to take on the number 18 ranked BYU. Okay, Tigers. Something like that. BYU is a 14.5 point favorite. BYU is a pretty good team, but I'm going to back the Sun Belt powerhouse Troy. I'm going to say Troy is going to go over there and pull this off. At the very least, they're going to beat the spread, but I think they're going to win that particular game. And then in the in the makeup game, so to say, since uh since the Georgia State game was postponed, West Virginia, one and zero West Virginia is going to go take on Oklahoma State. The the Cowboys sounds right. Fifteen ranked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a six and a half point favorite. That makes it about a field goal game. I'm gonna take a lot of upsets today. I'm taking West Virginia in that one. Maybe you should too. To recap, I've got number twenty three Kentucky over number eight Auburn. I've got number twenty four or yeah number twenty four Louisville. Losing to number 21, Pittsburgh. I've got Troy over 18th-ranked BYU. And I've got West Virginia over 15th-ranked Oklahoma State. Now, I picked from last week. I ended up going 1-2. Uh, and two. I nailed the, the Louisiana win over Georgia State, even though I wanted to be wrong. Um, I missed Syracuse beating Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with the win there. And I missed... Louisville over Miami. It was weird to pick those two teams again. Uh, where Louisville, or where uh, Miami beat Louisville there. And Virginia, Virginia Tech, that did got postponed. So uh, that's what happened that game. Um, other, th- other stuff I want to get into before I get into NFL. Right now the PGA is down at the Dominican Republic in uh, Punta Cana. The Resort and Club Championship down there, the Corrales Putacana Resort and, and Club Championship. It has uh, been a pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of the, the bigger names aren't down there. They took this one off, but there is some incredible action going on down there. You can check the leaderboard at PGA.com. And last week, the big win by Bryson DeChambeau at minus six. He won the U.S. Open. He was not only uh, this is not only one of his first big wins. He was the, he won by six strokes, which means he was the only person to finish under par. That is just incredible. Now 
earlier this year during the pandemic, he sat down with a swing coach or a psychologist or I, I don't know. It could have been a barber. He sat down with somebody. I think a, a golf swing analyst or something. And they basically determined that if he bulked up, which he kind of did, he, uh, he has been working on a lot more, had a lot more muscle. Um, his strategy going forward is just to hit the ball as far as he can and then leave himself about a 7-8-9 iron, which is one of his best clubs in his bag. So that's kind of his strategy going forward as he hits the ball off the tee as far as he can. It's par 5. Obviously, he'd hit it again. But he tries to leave himself short shots for second and third shots. Even if it goes to the rough or whatever, he just plays it out of there. But instead of trying to hit fairways all the time or, or trying to uh, do other strategies that most other people try to do, his strategy is just to hit it as far as he can, chip up, putt in, be done. It's working. It works for him. And it, Now, don't everybody go out and do this. It's working for him because of his swing. Um, he has kind of a, a little bit of a John Daly grip and rip. Not much. He's, he's actually got a pretty compact swing. But Bryson DeChambeau is making this work. He is a, a fun, marketable guy. I look forward to him doing some some other cool things going forward. But now let's get into the, to the NFL. Last week, Thursday Night Football, we learned. Well, not Thursday Night Football. Uh, we learned last week that Joe Buck is uh, going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think that's incredible. He, him and Troy are one of my favorite duos. Joe Buck being a media guy like I am. Joe Buck is one of my favorites. I know a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think he's annoying, or a lot of people don't like this or that. But what Joe Buck does is just incredible. He, he can call the World Series one minute, and an hour later call the, the Super Bowl. Uh, he could probably call golf. He called badminton, chess. Who knows? He could call anything. But Joe Buck is, you know, if you got, if you're uh, a young media person maybe wanting to get into broadcasting, study Joe Buck. Joe Buck is definitely one of them to look at. There's a bunch more. There's, tons, there's so many good ones. But congratulations, Joe Buck. Well-deserved for being in the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, I know uh, friends and family, especially his dad, uh, would be very proud. Uh, starting Thursday Night Football last week, of course, was, I'm going to talk about this, this past week, too, since we're past that. Uh, you had... Cincinnati over Cleveland. No, you had Cleveland over Cincinnati. Uh, here's what I learned from this. Baker Mayfield has about a three-week leash that if um, he can stay steady and consistent and not make a lot of mistakes, then he may have a future in Cleveland. If not, we might see Case Keenum soon. Uh, he had a pretty good day against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is uh, probably about two good drafts from really, really doing some stuff. What we also learned was that Joe Burrow is outstanding. Joe Burrow is incredible. And that he could be one of those guys going forward that as they put the pieces around him, Cincinnati could, you know, could be back on a run here in the next couple years. But Cleveland wins out. Wins out. You had the Atlanta 39, Dallas 40. God, by now everybody has talked this to death. It all came down to the 
Well, here's the two big takeaways to me. One, obviously, the fact that the Atlanta Falcons players had no idea the onside kick rules. They can say what they want, but no, they, they completely screwed that up. And two, the fact that Dallas came back down 20 to nothing from the first half and Atlanta blew another lead. Uh, that should have been it for Dan Quinn. Probably after the after the game this week, it could be, depending on how that shakes out. But you got to think he is on borrowed time. Falcons fans, it's it's rough, man. It's it's rough watching you guys. It's rough being in the city where failure after failure after failure after failure, and Nobody makes any changes. Nobody makes any changes. New York Giants 13, Chicago Bears 17. Chicago found a way to hang on to this one. Um, They were up, and then the Giants somehow found a way to score some points. The Giants are not good either. I would almost venture to guess that if they have a top five pick next year, that they're going to get a different quarterback. Because this GM and this coach, I'm pretty sure, did not. Well, I know in Chicago, neither one of those picked Trubisky, so we could see that change going forward. But with the Giants, I don't. This is this coach is is not. He didn't pick him. So either way, Chicago wins. They will face Atlanta this week. We'll talk about that one in a minute. It's one of the ones I'm going to pick. Jacksonville 30, Tennessee 33. To be a run-first team, Ryan Tannehill sure did a fantastic job. Beating the Jacksonville Jaguars that look have been looking really, really good this year. We will get into Thursday in a minute. But Minshew is, has been doing good. Uh, it's not great, but he's he's been doing good. We will see what they do going forward. But overall, the bits and pieces I've seen of Jacksonville games this year, including Thursday's contest, there are some some good things going, some real good things going. Carolina seventeen, Tampa Bay thirty-one. This was the Buccaneers get right game. And uh, they they definitely did that. They got right over a Carolina team that is uh, still putting some pieces together. They they look pretty good, but also they're not quite ready to be there yet. You know. Uh, Denver twenty one, Pittsburgh twenty six. A lot of home teams did really well this year or this week. Uh, here's the takeaway I have from this one. Yes, Pittsburgh won the game, but after knocking out Drew Locke from the game with an injury, Pittsburgh, it came down to the last Denver possession where Jeff Driscoll almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeff Driscoll. 
Jeff Driscoll is not a world beater. He's he's pretty solid. And yeah, they've signed Blake Bortles to be over there too, who has been in their system before as well. But Pittsburgh almost lost to Jeff Driscoll. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's as strong as I thought going forward. We'll see where they end up. They're probably still looking at a wild card if they're going to come out of their division because Boston, I mean, Baltimore is such a buzzsaw. But Pittsburgh ends up with the victory here, and uh, you watch that one out, you go to the next one. L.A. Rams 37, Philadelphia Eagles 19. The fact that the Eagles get 19 points is astonishing. Not because they're not good, but because they seem to lose two to three players a week to injury at some point. Because people go, well, you can't help injuries. I think you can. And the way you help those is I think you get a different medical staff. Because the trainers and the medical staff that they have there apparently aren't doing something because they are constantly losing people. But the Rams are suddenly looking really good this year. Their their defense is really getting after people. Jared Goff with McVay's system is doing well. He is spreading the ball around. They're getting the running game going. Uh, Rams are, are going to make a run, but that is the roughest division and the toughest division in football. So we will see the NFC West and how that plays out. But big win for the Rams. San Francisco 31, New York Jets 13. Once again, I'm surprised the Jets got 13 points. Sam Darnold either needs a different team or or maybe he's not going to pan out like we thought, but there's just nobody around him. He is round up 10 of your buddies, and, and you could probably go play for the Jets. But San Francisco scored 31 points, even though they lost Garoppolo for a couple weeks. They lost... Joey Bosa for the year. They lost, I think, Solomon Thomas, maybe. They lost like five people in three or four of them for the year. It's uh, it's going to be rough for San Francisco to, to keep pace now. It will be interesting to see Nick Mullins in charge, at least this week, at quarterback, that uh, if he starts to play more consistent, not necessarily better, but more consistent than Jimmy Garoppolo, um, they can get away from Garoppolo after this year, I think, contract-wise. be interesting to see if they do that or try to make a play for somebody. But San Francisco gets the win in that one. Buffalo 31, Miami 28. Miami almost caught up to Buffalo. But Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen is – he got better. Remember how I always said after the first year – Lamar Jackson had to fix a lot of stuff, and then he come back over the offseason and fixed it. Well, Allen has done that. All the, all the things that people didn't like about him, he went in the offseason and fixed them. Uh, Buffalo is is uh, going to – them and the Patriots are going to challenge for that division because the other two teams aren't ready, including Miami. But Miami scored 28 points. That's not bad. They're, they are doing some good stuff as well. It is still not two a time. Even after Thursday, it is not two a time because Fitzmagic is still flinging the ball pretty well. Uh, Miami probably still a year away from contending. But overall, like things are doing, Brian Flores is a great coach. You can tell the way he is. He has shifted and changed things around in uh, about a year. Minnesota 11, the Indianapolis Colts 28. 
Minnesota's not good. A lot of us thought, I agree, a lot of us thought that they would challenge Green Bay. They would be the ones on their tail. Um, I, I don't see it. The Vikings are not good. Vikings are, are uh, Kirk Cousins look just atrocious. And unfortunately, my, I mean, uh, Minnesota, unfortunately for Minnesota, that new contract you gave him, you are tied to him for at least, I think, through next year before you can get out and still take a, a big penalty. So uh, Minnesota, enjoy that. And Indianapolis gets a win. Detroit 21, Green Bay Packers 42, which tells you that a lot of that is garbage time scores for Detroit. There is a buzzsaw called the Green Bay Packers. And look out. It is like the the lover scorn, so to say. Somebody finally ticked off Aaron Rodgers. Could have been his own team. And he is playing... MVP level, the whole team, you, you can't get at him because of the line, all his weapons. Devontae Adams is hurt for this week. Not sure if he's going to play. But Green Bay doing just just spectacular things, running up score on everybody. Be interesting to see what they do this week. But for now, Green Bay is, is one of the places you're going to have to go through to come out of the NFC. Four o'clock block of games. Kansas City 23, L.A. Chargers 20 in overtime. This was interesting for a couple reasons. Tyrod Taylor got an injection in his back at during pregame, to which they accidentally punctured his lung, something Ross Tucker mentioned on one of his early podcasts, I think on Monday, that he's seen that happen before, and there's a chance that's what happened here. So Tyrod goes to the hospital, eventually gets released. Justin Herbert comes in and almost engineers a victory over the defending champs. Kansas City just didn't look as solid as they normally did, but the Chargers were the weird matchup for them. And this came all the way down to overtime, like I said, before Kansas City kicked the win a field goal. They had to kick it multiple times, but it was uh, it was an interesting game. It, was, it, it may have showed people how to maybe take a, a chink out of the armor of Kansas City, but they still get the win. They still move forward. And the Chargers, if I were them, it's Herbert going forward. And it's not the ter- personal of Tyrod. And uh, the only problem is, and I really see this as, as something that could happen, if you don't go with Tyrod Taylor once he's healthy, then you could see a possible lawsuit where they could claim that maybe the trainer did it on purpose. I'm pretty sure he did not. But you can see that going forward. Like, what? how can we get Tyrod out of here? Oh, I know. I could puncture his lung. Yeah, I, I don't think somebody would actually do that. That is criminal. But once Tyrod's healthy, if, he, if he's not the starter, I, I could see that accusation coming. Washington football team 15, Arizona 30. Yeah, Washington still has a little bit of ways to go. Arizona is battling in the NFC West. Just like I said, Kyler Murray is trying to show people that maybe he should be an MVP candidate. We'll see. We'll see going forward. But big win, Arizona. They are now 2-0. and And looking to continue this train. 
Cliff Kingsbury has him playing at a, at a pretty good high level at the moment. Baltimore 33, Houston 16. Houston had a rough go of it. They start with Kansas City defending champs. Then they go against the AFC runner-up, Baltimore, two of the arguable best teams in the league, and uh, Baltimore just railroaded them. Um, Houston's going to win some games going forward. In their division, they need to because it's Jacksonville suddenly playing good, Tennessee's playing pretty good, and uh, the Colts are, are always there for, for a good chunk of wins too. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out of the AFC South. Baltimore with a big win there. Baltimore doing Baltimore things. Sunday night football, New England 30, Seattle 35. They tried a Cam Newton one-yard run at the end for the win. Seattle knew it. Seattle jumped on top of it, make sure that didn't happen. But that's the things going forward to me. Russell Wilson is potential MVP candidate. We all know that. He is having a spectacular year. But their defense gave up 30 points to Cam Newton and the Patriots, who really didn't add anybody in the offseason outside of Cam Newton. Uh, the run game consists of occasional chips and chunks here, including when Cam runs. But New England is going to be interesting going forward. They could keep pace with Buffalo and make that race very, very interesting. But Seattle gets the win there. Them and Arizona and the Rams. That, that division, again, that's that's the best division. Monday Night Football, New Orleans 24, Las Vegas Raiders 34. This was fantastic. Not because the Saints necessarily lost or the Raiders won. It was just they opened up that new stadium. It looks great. It uh, They call it the Death Star because from the outside it kind of looks like some kind of Star Wars ship or something. But, man, Derek Carr? Derek Carr, when you're in a Gruden system where Gruden is defining the timing routes to suit Derek Carr's game, that's what you do. You either have your system and find people that fit your system, or you modify your system to the personnel you have. And that is what Gruden has done. He has modified his system to fit Derek Carr and Waller and Ruggs and everybody else out there. I think Ruggs is out this week. But he has modified his system so that others, the people he is he's playing, Josh Jacobs is a top, I would say top three, but top five back. He's got to play. And you can say, well, they gave up 24 points to New Orleans. Sure, they did. But New Orleans is a high-powered offense. Even though Drew Brees... It's starting to remind me of a short Philip Rivers. When I say short, it's only a couple inches, but he he had some throws that didn't have the crispness that his other ones did. And the rumor has it is that he was going to walk away after last season and Sean Payton asked him to give him one more year. And I understand that. And I understand why he would come back and do that. And I get it. But... New Orleans is going to have to hang on to some games and uh, get some other stuff going because uh, if you kind of come out like that, like you did against the Raiders, they played a good, tough game. But if you come out a little flat at times, people like the Raiders and about half the league are going to beat you. They are. A big win, Las Vegas. 
first home game in the new place. That was fantastic. Thursday night football from the other night. Miami 31, Jacksonville 13. Uh, Jacksonville did not play well at all. And it seemed like about 80% of the penalties were on them. About half of those were deserving. The rest of them were just blah. Just kind of blah. And uh, Miami looked pretty good. Fitzpatrick looked pretty good. Um, they showed two on the sideline towards the end, and he looked like a guy in a hot tub. He was uh, just kind of spread out on the bench, just kind of hanging out. He ain't coming in right now. It's they're they're playing good. You uh, you live it where you are. You can make that change somewhere down the road. But a uh, big win, Miami. Now both these teams are one and two going forward, and we will see what happens after that. All right, my picks last week, I went one and three. So I guess we're going safe. Uh, told you Cincinnati over Cleveland. That was incorrect. Told you Atlanta over Dallas. That was incorrect. Although I told you the ending would be some kind of quirky, crazy thing. It was. Uh, told you New Orleans over Las Vegas. I should have took Vegas. I had that feeling. And then I told you to take Seattle over New England. So I went one and three. Not bad. This week. Chicago at Atlanta. Atlanta does have the high-powered offense. They have the better offense, but their defense has not been good. I somehow think Trubisky's going to find a way to do this in some weird, quirky way again. You know, you're looking 2017 or 24-21, or something like that. But give me the Chicago Bears. I have some in-laws that be very happy about that. We've got the Rams versus the Bills. In Buffalo, as much as I like Josh Allen and the things that he has been doing, give me the Rams to figure this out and to actually shut down Buffalo, keep them under 20 points. I'm going to say 24-17 with the Rams. We've got Las Vegas, the Raiders. Going to New England, going to Foxborough to take on Cam and the Panthers. Man, I like the trajectories of both these teams right now, but I'm going to take another road team. I'm going to take another road team. I'm taking Las Vegas to beat Belichick in Foxborough. That should be a great, great game. And finally, Monday Night Football. Kansas City at Baltimore. The rematch from last year. I'm telling you, Baltimore is going to win this, not just because they're at home. I think Baltimore is the more solid and better team. It could be a score fest. It could be, you know, 37-31, so, you know, something crazy. It may not be. But either way, I got Baltimore. So to recap, Chicago over Atlanta, the Rams over Buffalo, Las Vegas over New England, and Baltimore at home versus Kansas City. Last news and notes before we get out of here. NASCAR. Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are partnering together to start a NASCAR team next year. It's a fun one where Bubba Wallace has already been tapped to be their driver. I think it's great. Michael Jordan knows it takes his power, his influence, his money. Along with that of the the know-how and the knowledge of the sport. 
Here's Denny Hamlin. To make this work. And they needed to have a good, solid driver that has potential to grow and to continue to do good things. That's Bubba Wallace, who did not have a who did not have a uh, ride for next year. So now he does. I think this is great. And I'm not just saying that because of the things going on. No, no, no. I think this is what we need to see um, in NASCAR and in other sports is people moving in and shaking things up and doing things a little different, but knowing what they're doing and really trying to build something special. And this could be. We'll see how it goes. I, I look forward to see how things go and, and uh, the sponsors are going to pick up. I mean, I would imagine Nike because Denny and, and Michael Jordan are tied heavily to Nike. Um, I think FedEx may jump in on it. I think Denny got that involved. And uh, who knows? Jordan could pull in other people he knows. Maybe he gets Shaq in on it. I don't know. Barkley. Bird. One of those magic. Somebody that wants to uh, get in on it. Who knows? But I think that's a, uh, a fantastic thing there. And lastly, I want to talk a little bit about the NHL. You know, Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. Game five is going to be tonight at 8 p.m. Tampa Bay leads the series 3-1. to one. They could wrap it up over the Stars. And since I have no dog in the fight, so to say, you know, I did pick Dallas to win the series. They still could. They'd have to go all the way to seven. Um, I feel like Tampa is going to wrap this up either today or in game six. Which game six is on Monday, if necessary. Um, I feel like Tampa is going to lock this up. If they don't, you know, hey, it is what it is. It's a fun part of hockey. But I think this is this has been a, a, a good shortened season. They they were able to get the rest of the season done and you get into this bubble, and they did some fantastic things with that. Uh, it was exciting. I enjoyed the bubble. I thought the NHL bubble was the most entertaining of all of them. Oh, the NBA did a good job. But it seemed when you watched the NHL, the way they did the decorations and the lights and, and the, the presentation, it felt like you were watching a video game in an actual contest as opposed to the NBA who kind of had this feel as though it was like a summer league because of the faces in the crowd and the things like that. It, it, it You knew it wasn't, a, you know, you knew those were hologram fans or those were, you know, computer people on a computer. In the NHL, it, it felt the whole time like you're you're watching an actual contest. So, uh, congratulations to them, kudos to them, and uh, good luck with everything moving forward. But that is going to do it for this week. I promise you guys that by Wednesday or Thursday of next week will be when uh, the next one of these will drop. We will call this, uh, God, we'll, we'll call this in something fun. But thanks for tuning in to Impact Media Presents, the sports show featuring me, Jeremy, the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.